0: Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right, the Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium. But we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com slash Somnium. Donate what you can. And if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com slash Somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you.
1: Hello. Hello. Oh my God. You're so on time. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of being a type A person. It's just, it's like rule number one. That was Santa Moses Mikan, our guest today on Latchkey Kids. If you listened to the first episode, thanks for coming back. If you're new to this podcast, then let me give you the little preamble. Welcome to Latchkey Kids. I'm your host, Sarah Sweeney. Right now we're all at home left to our own devices without any adult supervision. In this podcast, I'll talk to my fellow latchkey kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. If you grew up in the 90s, which, let me go ahead and alienate a bunch of people, didn't everyone, didn't everyone grow up in the 90s? I did. And if you did too, then you'll definitely know our guest today, Santa Moses. I had a ridiculously fun time hanging out with Santa. Her acting career is peppered throughout my childhood, my teen year, my shitty teen years and beyond, well beyond. She was in an incredible show called My So-Called Life. Did you guys watch this? You have to be my age, plus or minus 18 months to know exactly how incredible this show was. It's a weird phenomenon. You're either obsessed or you've never heard of it. My So-Called Life had the ability to take every awkward teen emotion I ever had and shove it into 19 glorious episodes. Let me go ahead right now and say go to abc.com after this and watch the entire show from beginning to end. It's January, nobody's really doing anything. You're welcome. At the time of this recording, we have a snow day in New York. Oh my God, it changes absolutely nothing. But there's still that weird air of coziness, like you get to stay home. I don't know what it is about snow. You're stuck. You have a legitimate excuse to not actually go outside to do stuff? I don't know. Heady content. You're welcome. If you're anything like me, you grew up going sledding at the maximum security prison across town. It's true. Where I grew up, there was a massive hill outside of the barbed-wired gates of the Department of Corrections. In retrospect, it seems really messed up for a bunch of kids to, like, way down an icy hill in front of a bunch of people who are locked up. It really doesn't sit right with me. But when I was, like, nine, it was awesome. What's your weird snow day tradition? Who else had fun and games outside the local prison as a kid? Go ahead and tweet at me at Sweeney. I'm curious. Anyway, aside from that, I like snow, in theory. But here in New York, it snows, and then it melts. Or it snows, and then it immediately turns to dog piss. Did I say dog piss? I meant all kinds of piss. Piss Piss-eye, if you will non-denominational, cage-free piss. So not really great for playing in the snow. So I don't know why it feels like a snow day, but it's a snow day, okay? Let's get into this episode, how about? We started recording Latchkey Kids in December, the week of my birthday. (laughs) I say we, like I have an audio engineer on the other side of some plexiglass pressing buttons. Anyway, one of the most unexpected gifts I got for my birthday this year, unofficial gifts, was a message on Twitter from Senta that said, oh my god, totally. She was responding, of course, of course, to my message on Twitter that said, please, would you be on my podcast? And I was absolutely floored when she said yes, because who am I? I mean, honestly. Anyway, let's get into it. And please forgive the fangirl at the top. What can I say? I love Santa Moses. I am super psyched to hang out with this woman tonight. You all know her from Home Alone, Beekman's World, My So-Called Life. My God, my favorite. Um, she's done theater, a slew of commercials, and she is the star of a hilarious web series that I watched today called Badge of the Badge of a Quitter. Badge of a Quitter. Let's try that three times. Welcome to Latchkey Kids. Santa Moses McCon. Hi. Hi. Is it McCon? <laughs> it's Miken. Oh, let's start yeah. over.
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. You know, it's funny. Before I got married, everybody got my first name wrong. But now that my last name is Mike and everyone gets my last name wrong. So um, I feel like it's just part of part of who I am. How do you screw up Santa? Oh, Centra, Sanka. Around this time of year, Santa.
1: There's no R. Uh, the...
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, <laughs> at one point, I was just like, okay, I'm done trying to figure it out. I'm just going to roll
1: with it. <laughs> you do you. You call right. me. call exactly. me what you wish.
2: Hi, welcome. Well, thank you for having me.
1: You're in Los Angeles, California, am I right?
2: I am currently.
1: Lovely. Currently. As th- currently. As
2: the- <laughs> and have <laughs> been have an the last plan? nine freaking months. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so your response to me was, oh my God, totally. Yeah. Yes. And then you said, I love podcasts. I do. They have into? been
2: my happy place for the last you know, nine, 10 months, I go on a walk every night and I listen to a podcast because I've been told before that I should do yoga, but, uh, it, it no, like Enjoy I can't dive. sit still with my thoughts like, and <laughs> <laughs> into a deep depression like that. So <laughs> I walk and I listen to podcasts and I love smart list. Do you know this one?
1: Mm-mm, give oh it my
2: God. It's so good. It's Sean Hayes. Jason Bateman oh and Will Arnett and they're so funny like I'm walking down the street in my neighborhood and I'm cracking up I must must look absolutely insane to anybody driving by but I love that podcast I love true crime podcasts like I love chameleon or um oh is it deep in the red clay gosh no I'm gonna get it wrong you'll after speaking to me for a while you'll understand that I have no memory whatsoever
1: oh me neither but- this will be great <laughs>
2: there's gonna be like dead silences between you and me yeah so I just I love podcasts they're so it's like old-timey it's like going back to listening to radio
1: yeah well you wouldn't remember that no, I'm not that old. Thank you <laughs> <laughs>
2: for that. <laughs> We're gonna get along just fine. <laughs> but it's,
1: it feel it feels like heartwarming, like your grandmother hanging around a radio with the rest My of dad. the family. Blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, magic. And, and, you ever listen to I the like legitimately old old true radio?
2: I have, and there's something like they're just so great, especially when you listen to all the sound effects and you you realize that it's like, you know, a guy or a girl in a booth banging on things. It's so cool. <laughs> yes. So cool.
1: I mean, as a voice actor, it's like, I've done a couple of radio dramas for yeah. uh, Night Shift Radio. This podcast is brought to you by Night Shift Radio. And, um, <laughs> and I've done a few radio dramas with them. And it's super fun just playing like the spooky characters. And I mean, right. tell me about Let's let's talk about your entire career. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you started out doing nudes. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. My
2: first nude, I was six months old and Sexy. I was in a diaper commercial. Rawr. And when I was growing up, my mother had that baby on tape and showed it to quite a few friends. So mm-hmm. that happened. In fact, a still shot from that commercial was on the invitation to my 16th birthday party, courtesy of my parents. no. It's true. It's true. Do you true. still speak to your mother? Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So yeah, so six months old, commercial in Chicago. And mm-hmm. that Are was you from it. Chicago? I am. Sweet. I am. It. I just, I love that city. And when someone asks me where I'm from, I immediately say Chicago, even though I've been in Los Angeles for too freaking long, to be I honest. Mean,
1: <laughs> I'm from Rhode Island. I've now oh. lived in New York longer than I lived in Rhode Island. But when say, somebody says, where are you from? What do you say? I'm not from New York. I'm not, I wasn't born. I say I'm I'm a Rhode Islander, you know, yeah. I'm not a Rhode Islander. I'm just from Rhode Island.
2: Okay. You speak I, I did. I don't know what either means, but we're going to,
1: yeah. We'll just, yeah. Well, what does that mean? You're not a Rhode Islander. A Rhode Islander is a very specific human being. I mean, I, I keep my R's. I don't drop my R's when I talk. I don't oh. park a car. I've never okay. even owned a car. So <laughs> wait, hold on. Stop. I know. You, do you have
2: your driver's license?
1: Yes. But
2: you've never owned a car?
1: No, ma'am. I drove my mom's 1991 strawberry red Ford Escort mm. for several years. Okay. Until I took a left turn into a truck one day. Oh. I believe Coolio was on the radio and I was real into it. <laughs> How could you not be though? It's Coolio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, mom. I will never, ever live that down. Um, so yeah, I've never owned a car. Wow. But when did you move to
2: L.A.? I moved to L.A. when I was 16. I had graduated from high school and my agent at the time said, you know, do you want to do TV or do you want to do stage? Do you want to do film? What do you want to do? And back then, uh, it was mostly television and film in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and stage in New York. So I said, I want to do film and TV. And she's like, great, you need to move to L.A. So I moved to LA to go to school here and I never left. Yeah. So I've been here a long time. I love LA. Do you? Don't tell anybody. I love LA. Well, I, spoiler alert podcast. Now everyone knows. <laughs> Shit. Right? You slipped up, you slipped up. Just Keep keep that in mind for future questions or Thank comments you. that are out there into the world. Will you
1: be my coach going forward? <laughs> oh, sure. Of course. That's exactly what you need in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Me guiding you. That's, yeah, that's a great choice. Don't yeah. admit to the murders. <laughs> um, you dropped a bomb on Twitter today. I did. You did. I tweeted oh. about an inordinate number of mannequins. Ma- 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 I've had mannequins. a stroke. Mannequins. Okay. I'm a yes. little nervous. I'm oh all, gosh, no. I'm I'm in love with you, like low-key in love with oh. you. So I'm I'm having a moment. Um <laughs> be cool, be cool. Um mannequins. Yes. Um a weird number of mannequins available in the home alone house. Yes. And people were like, "Yeah, true." And you came in and said,
2: I said two things. The first thing was that my aunt, Catherine O'Hara, in the film, Mm -hmm. uh, she liked to sew. And if you watch the movie again, you'll see that there are other hints to her liking to sew throughout the film.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: That justified all of the mannequins being in the basement. The other thing is that there was a scene in the original script where the mannequins came to life to Kevin, much in the way that 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 furnace did, where Mm -hmm. like his his little mind sort of fabricated this evil furnace Well, his little mind fabricated all of these evil mannequins coming at him and it didn't end up in the film, but the mannequins did. So I feel bad
1: for those mannequins being cut. I out. mean, they're like the uncredited heroes, right? I mean, yeah. only one of them gets residuals now, which is just a shame. You know, you need an agent <laughs> in that town, I suppose. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Home Alone. I watched it yesterday. I'm, Love you? It. it holds up like you, you know, like, okay. And let me launch further into things that hold up. So well, that's yeah. me censoring myself. So <laughs> well, um, my so-called life, Aww. you were in my so-called life. Oh man, Delia was, I, I felt for her so hard. Aww. Like the moments she had on screen with, with Ricky, the whole dance sequence in the um, yeah. life of Brian episode cried my face off when I watched that (laughs) months ago it's like do it girl you
2: be you (laughs) take it (laughs) Yeah, that was that was I mean obviously one of the absolute highlights of my career that show was such a gift and um all of that was in the script like every moment that you saw was written in the script Mm -hmm. and I know for certainty that part of the reason why it was what it was, it's because the writers were so involved in our lives and asking us questions. And when I first booked that show, I was booked as a guest star for just that one episode. And um, I remember I was sitting uh, on set and Winnie Holzman, Winnie Holzman, the woman who created it, yeah, she came up to me and she was like, how are you doing? Are you having fun? What's going on? And I, you know, of course, and I'm having like the time of my life. This is so awesome. And then I said... Like a total idiot. Um, I have a crush on Wilson Cruz. <laughs> <It> just like, <laughs> came out right, and she had kind of the similar re- uh, reaction that you did. And she, you know, just I-, I understand. I was like, he's just—he's so awesome, and he's handsome, and he's charming, and he's a good dancer. Because at this point, we had gone through rehearsals yeah. for the dance sequence, and then like weeks later, it turned into an episode where my character had a crush on Ricky and. I wanted to die, (laughs) 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 but it it made
1: great television. (laughs) Really using the old method
0: acting.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, after that moment, I just kept my trap shut on every, every set. I was like, I ain't giving away nothing now. (laughs) The writers
1: would, the writers would actually talk to like you, the teen actors.
2: Yeah. And they did that with the other actors too. And, and I think that's why the show was so true is because they involved, I don't want to say they involved their actors in that way, but they definitely sourced them and, mm-hmm. and tried to like get in their brains and figure out what was what and what they were feeling and how they would react to things. And I think that showed up on screen. You
1: yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Such a great show. When I rewatched it as an adult, like 20, 20- yeah
2: let's not do math no (laughs) math in this podcast Sarah
1: (laughs) I realized like I identify with the parents now which was like oh wait am I am I old which is fine I suppose the progression of time is real but um but it was just so interesting like the the little snippy arguments they have with their spouse and you know and now that you're married
2: and and I'm married Mm you're like yeah, but like, can you straighten that wallpaper, please? Like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I told totally... you. Are you going
1: to cooking school or what?
2: Right. Let's make decisions. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um,
1: so you've been home foreseeably with one, one human for the last nine ish months. How one are you? One human
2: and one dog.
1: Oh, and one um, dog.
2: I am going to tell you that I am probably doing as well as. Everyone else. Like, I have good days where I think I got this, I can do quarantine, it's all good. And then other days where I'm like crying on my bath mat. Like, (laughs) you know, it's definitely like the up and down and just missing people People. and things. And one thing I'm super grateful for is all the time I've been able to spend with my honey because he's an editor. So he would spend, 12 to 16 hours a day at work. And mm-hmm. I barely saw him. And for the last nine months, I've he's been a room away and that's been glorious yeah. and fun. And also just getting to spend more time with our puppy who is 13 mm-hmm. and he's gotten very attached to us when all of this quarantine is over, it's, it's going to be challenging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not gonna love us leaving the house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, how are you doing?
1: Are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I have a day job. And thank God I still have it. And it's one that yeah. I love. And I'm really, really lucky. What are you drinking? I'm drinking coffee. I am um, oh, 75% afternoon coffee? caffeine. Good for
2: you. <laughs> I can't do thank coffee you. after
1: 11. Or else I don't are sleep you- ever again.
2: I can have coffee until five. So this is my final cup of coffee.
1: I'm jealous of you
2: people. Well, it's it's been a tough road because this 5pm thing has is recent. It you know, it it started during quarantine where I realized I can't I can't have a diet coke at 8pm. So, I had to have a long talk with myself and now we've shut it down to 5.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you have you noticed any other weird things about yourself like in in this time? Like for for example,
2: mm-hmm. my
1: fingernails, I don't know if it's something to do with never leaving the house, but my fingernails are growing like crazy, and my hair too. I cut like nine inches off in July, and then I had a grown-up cut my hair afterward—a a licensed human adult, yeah, not an idiot with a pair of scissors—and right. um, even shorter. And it's like nearly hitting my shoulders again. Oh. It's weird. Okay, I've been cutting my ho- my
2: own hair this whole time, which I have to say. I'm a little excited about because my best friend Kelly has been telling me for years, she's a professional makeup artist. Mm-hmm. So she, she does know shit, but she's been saying to me for years, do not cut your own hair. You are not seven. So, but it's fun. You're right. Which is, and also like, it's, I, just, I don't know, you give me a good pair of office scissors and I just like go to town. But during quarantine, I've been justified. Like I'm totally justified to cut my own hair. So it's been happening. You can and, do whatever the fuck you want. Right. It's been glorious, Sarah. I've just been, I even, I ordered this product from Shark Tank, which is like this huge barrette that you put your hair in and you like stretch it up and then you cut Above the barrette, and you do that numerous times, and that's how you end up with layers. I, I'm like, I've got devices now. That's how far down the rabbit hole I've gone. I'm gonna need that link. Yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it. It's really, it's a game changer. So. It kind of
1: hurt to like pay the the New York City, the New York City haircut price when I got it done oh. by a person. I was like, oh right, I forgot how fucking expensive this is. So silly, so, so silly. silly. And when I did it myself, it wasn't. It was a little. It was a little off. Off center, no big, nothing, nothing that couldn't be fixed. Like in the afternoon, by my husband on the rooftop. Right, right. But, uh, Do you, oh, you cut your hair outdoors too. The first time I d- I did it inside, and then then it was like, why am I cleaning up this mess? Thank you. It goes everywhere. Well, everywhere. you heard George Clooney uses the flow the be, Yes. I wonder yeah. if that works on lady hair. I don't know. I mean, I cut. My husband's hair, I cut Joe's
2: hair in the backyard, and I did so well that my dad hired me to cut
1: his hair. Uh-huh. What do you charge?
2: But I fucked it up. <laughs> 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 I totally screwed up my dad's hair. It's so bad. There's like bald patches on the side. Oh, no. No one's going anywhere. So no one's going
1: to see. He doesn't yeah, exactly. know the zoom. It's fine. Does your dad do a bunch of selfies for Instagram? I'm going to guess. No, he does Probably not. not. Probably so- not hopefully the hair will grow. When I, I wondered if um, your parents were involved in, um, although you're, you're a legitimate proper actress, so you probably don't need to get your parents involved, but the, um, the people who played your parents in um, Badge of a Quitter, I wondered if you were going to your parents' house.
2: Well, the kitchen scenes was in my, those were in my parents' house. That was oh, really? my parents' kitchen. Yes. And, you know, cause we, when we did the pod or the podcast, when we did the web series, we financed it ourselves. We wrote checks out of our account to make it. So it was very much like, Hey mom, can I use your kitchen? You know, you yeah. were <laughs> trying to find locations, which by far was the hardest thing to figure out. So my parents let us use their kitchen for that scene. And then I had a moment of clarity early on in pre-production, which was, your mom is 100% Italian, Santa. She should be doing craft service. So my parents did craft service. And my mom, as an Italian woman, fed the crew so much. By the time we ordered lunch, no one was hungry. They were like, like, Kathy, we can't eat anymore. Yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah. So they were very involved. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. I feel I feel like I mean everyone seemingly in LA is connected to the industry somehow and even even if it's loaning a kitchen out for for a location my yeah. my in-laws are in uh Sherman in Oaks
2: is that what she said
1: yeah good memory wait because we talked about Geno's East we have this whole D- yes D- pizza yes
2: conversation. yes
1: yeah. um, yeah, they're in Sherman Oaks and um and that's part of the reason why I love LA because I mm-hmm. love Sherman Oaks. And maybe that's kind of a fuddy-duddy response. I've never been to West LA, which is apparently super cool. Editors note: I realize I mean West Hollywood. Meh, carry on. But uh there one day. Cool pockets
2: of L- of LA. I mean, that That is entirely true. My issue with it is that it's so spread out, like it's this huge concrete jungle, and you have to get in your car to get anywhere. And you think it's, you know, five miles away, and that's a forty-five minute drive. Yeah. So, just you know, growing up in Chicago, I miss walking. I miss cities. I miss like interacting with people, and -hmm. and kind of lose that in LA.
1: Would you ever? Would you ever move to Chicago? I would.
2: I would. However, I can't earn my living right now in Chicago because there are like war shows shooting there in
1: Chicago. Maybe. Oh, that's very romantic. Yes, (laughs) it's where you write on a typewriter. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely. Well, (laughs) Joey, my my honey, is from Chicago as well. So we, I could see in the future us having Mm
1: -hmm. a place there to go visit to watch Cubs games. You know. Are you? Are you? I noticed your. I went through all your shit. Um, I, I noticed your Christmas tree has a whole bunch of um, sports stuff on it. It does. Are you a massive sports fan? I am a medium-sized sports <laughs> fan.
2: My husband is a massive, massive sports fan. fan. Like yeah. I've always been a Bears fan and a Cubs fan, and I know those teams really well, and I've rooted for them my whole life. But and then there's like the Bulls of the '90s. That's obvious. I think uh, everybody
1: was a Bulls fan in the '90s.
2: Of course, of course. But Joe knows. I mean, he's like a rain man in terms of sports memorabilia and, and percentages and players and all that other crap. So, I have become more into it since mm-hmm. we've been married. And um, yeah, we've got we've got some Christmas tree ornaments <laughs> for our <laughs> favorite
1: teams. I have I have like um like a glass painted pigeon that I'm super psyched about and like oh. funny Rhode Island things. Like we have a thing called uh hot weenies. Have you ever been to Rhode Island? I have not. Well let me tell you about the hot weenies. Do you tell me? me? I don't I do. I'm from Chicago. That's like a rule. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh you go you walk into uh, New York system and you ask for three all the way, okay. and then a sweaty guy will put um three buns on his bare hairy sweaty forearm I love it mm mm-hmm. super tasty extra salt yeah and then uh three like small small not quite hot dog sized weenies and they're a little bit spicier okay. and then raw onions and that you sweat it out for days and then right. a meat sauce and then celery salt wait is and the meat sauce like a like a marinara meat
2: sauce like that sort of thing like just an Italian pure meat, meat
1: sauce? just greasy meat all right okay.
2: This is what drunk you, need, food.
1: you need. You need meat on meat. <laughs> this is like <laughs> second dinner at 2 a.m. Yep. Been there, been there. And the and then mustard. And then mustard. Oh,
2: that's remember how you were asking me about quirks because of quarantine? Mm-hmm. I've discovered that I am completely capable to have second dinner. Like yeah. before it was like I'd eat dinner and that would be that. But now because of quarantine, I'm like, nope, second dinner. I, mm-hmm. I didn't like the first one. I'm having another. And that's a quarantine thing. What do you get into? Oh, everything. Anything. I love, I love sweets. So a lot of times I have like a healthy dinner because I'm trying to be responsible. And then, you know, an hour later, I'm like
1: shoving cookies in my mouth.
2: Second dinner.
1: <laughs> I think Oreos have been the official cookie of quarantine in my home. Those are good. They're Those not, are good. I forgot how good they were. It was like, what do we get? We have to make sure we have food for the winter, like back right. in March. And um, I picked up Oreos because I was like, "That's a thing. That's a thing that won't go bad if, if you know, the apocalypse comes." And right. um, just and plain th- or double stuffed. If if I could get no stuff, I'm a monster. If I could get no stuff, Wait. you can have all my stuff. Oh God, we have to end this podcast. Conversation <laughs> <over>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not ending this episode, but maybe a good time to break for our sponsor.
0: Eh? I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things, and we're going to joke about them, and we're going to you know talk a little bit about the history of them, and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Nightshift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com, and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar is this real life or a video game you can play for fun shift Talk q night shift radio's newest original production is your lgbtq plus centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming diversity and community you can expect unboxings game reviews let's plays community nights celebrations of what video games are doing right critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better and so much more be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on twitter and instagram at nsr shift alt q and on twitch at shift alt q to join the community for more information about shift alt q visit nightshiftradio.com
1: okay cool let's go back to santa seriously are you somebody that like you you flip out the front mean, you just get no i'll eat it i'll begrudgingly eat it but i like the cookie part the best i'm gonna mail you all my stuffing
2: Yes, please. <laughs> please, I'll wrap it around my cookies and then I'll double stop. I will them.
1: just shove it in a paper envelope.
2: Yeah, is it because they're too sweet? Like the frosting's too sweet?
1: Um, I just really dig the chocolate part. I'm I'm not a vanilla girl. Like okay. vanilla Sunday, I don't get it. You have a piece of pie and you put vanilla on the side. No, what wrong. do you, what
2: do you put on the side? Chocolate? None. Do you put cheese on your pie? Who the fuck puts
1: cheese on thank their? Thank
2: you, thank <laughs> you. All right, we found something we agree upon. Keep going. <laughs> Next question.
1: Next question.
2: <laughs> for a, se- it was. I mean, it was a little sketchy there for a second.
1: <laughs> Hold on, I got to find something to judge you about. Stand We're by. Okay. Let's, We're let's, okay. let's, let's go to my notes. <laughs> so the nudes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I, I don't like dressing, salad dressing on, on a
2: salad at all.
1: Yeah, not really. No. So
2: you just eat lettuce dry.
1: It's too what? Too bitey. That vinegar, it gets in, it hurts.
2: Well, yeah. If you don't have the perfect ratio of vinegar to oil.
1: My whole life, go to any restaurant. (laughs) I'm like, hard pass on that dressing. Dressing on the side, please.
2: Okay. So you, do you dip your fork and then, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because some people like get the dressing on the side and they pour it all over the salad. And I think, well, what's the point of getting it on the side? side. But if you do the fork in the dressing and then the fork in the lettuce, Mm it's yeah.
1: So you speak my language.
2: Science. <laughs> Science. <laughs> I feel like we're solving world problems today. So... <laughs> yeah.
1: Um how did you meet your husband? Okay. Unless it's a so weird story that it involves is
2: not, it's not a weird story. It's gonna make me sound like a stalker, but here we go. Let's yeah. just get it out. Let's I'm sitting down. Out. So at the time. I had just gotten out of a relationship, and I had decided that I was no longer. I thought going you were to going to, to say prison, by the way. Right. That. Well, that's that's oh, Hollywood guess. for relationships. <laughs> 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 um. But so I had decided that I was no longer going to rely on my girlfriends to get me out of the house. That I was simply going to say yes to any invitation given to me. So a friend. Called me and said, I'm throwing a party for a play that I produced. It's a mile from your house. You have to come. Mm-hmm. And I thought, fuck. All right, fine. Yes. So he said, the party's starting at seven. Come anytime afterwards. Mm-hmm. Sarah, guess what time I showed up? I showed up at seven. I
1: was No, a- no, no. I was
2: a hassle at the party right when it started. And I walked in. And you were the only I- one. I was the only guest. My husband was there with his three friends who had set up. I was there all by myself. And I had, because I had just gotten out of a relationship, I had sworn off men for a year. I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not, no, none for a year. Right. Yeah. But I walked into the party and I saw my husband and my first thought was oh shit. Cause I just knew, I just knew. And then I found out that he was from Chicago and we liked a lot of the same things. He was in the business but not an actor cuz we're freaking nuts. I don't
1: know what you're talking about.
2: Right? <laughs> Sorry. Don't just cut that part out. Cut that part <laughs> out. Um so we talked during the party and I had had a beer and I'm a, a lightweight, a total lightweight, and I thought to myself if I have another beer this is not going to end well. So I told him I had to go and I left. And then I sent my friend an email uh, two days later, and I said, "I'm throwing myself a birthday party, and I would like to invite these five people from the party last night." First of all, I wasn't really throwing myself <laughs> a party, <laughs> and I had no intention of contacting the other four people. You're a
1: sneaky, sneaky girl. Yeah, I was going to say that, sneaky bitch, and then it felt weird because we only really just met for the first time. But no,
2: sneaky bitch is probably more. Sneaky accurate. bitch. Sneaky bitch. Yeah. So then I I emailed Joe and said, "I'm I'm throwing a birthday party." you have any desire to come it was so fun to talk to you and I ended up having to throw myself a birthday party <laughs> in order to get him face to face but yeah so that's that's how it happened
1: that's magical did you go I've said magical like 18 times this I'm you gonna can have to edit just, it out the I'm gonna podcast. fix it in post just
2: cut that Shh. shit cut that shit <laughs> cut
1: that um did he take you out did you take him out how did it work or were you just like I've decided you're my husband now sign this paper
2: it was like that in my head <laughs> But he came to my birthday party and then we ended up going on a first date, mm-hmm. which was uh, we, we went, he, he lived very close to where I live now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to his house. I went to his house and we ordered pizza and he showed me his appearance on the Bozo show. And if yes. you're from Chicago, you know that that is a very big deal to appear I, on the Bozo I'm aware show, of that, yes. Which was just another like, check, I have to marry this man. <laughs> And he ordered, I'll never forget it. He ordered pizza with spaghetti on it. And I was like, carbs on carbs, check two. This guy is my husband. And we just, we watched movies at his house and walked down the street to the the bar that was by his house. And it was just like the simplest, most wonderful first date. There was nothing complicated about it or like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't too fancy or- a Hallmark
1: or, movie?
2: Yeah, it was good. It was a Hallmark movie.
1: Yes. Oh. Did a did a horse drawn carriage show up at any moment?
2: No. <laughs> and, an old,
1: and an old fat man with a with a white beard.
2: Oh my gosh, you watch a lot of Hallmark movies, don't you? Shut, shut up. <laughs> How did you meet your husband?
1: We met. Um, we say we met the old fashioned way in a bar. We met in Hell's Kitchen. I used to have an apartment on Tenth Avenue, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was he stopped into a, a bar mm-hmm. on Fifty Fourth Street that is long gone. And, um, he was meeting the, the owner is a was a mutual is a, was a um, Facebook friend now, but was a mutual friend. Okay. And, um, he was like, stick around. I stopped in just to say hello. I had a trip the next day. I was oh. going to visit my, my aunt and uncle in Michigan. And, oh, you mean like a vacation
2: trip? I was thinking you were gonna, you know, do shrooms or something, but go ahead.
1: And then I went <laughs> and visited my aunt and uncle and <laughs> did some real hard drugs. And, uh, and he's like, stay, 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 you know, I want you to meet this guy. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Kind of similar to you. I just got out of a relationship. Wait, the owner set you up? Yes. And we, we were his second marriage. Another, another couple, another separate group duo had walked into the bar several times. And he finally was like, you two talk to one another. And they ended up getting married. They have like 17 kids now. That's so good. we met at the bar. We talked about Steve Martin for hours. Oh my gosh. I love him so much, Sarah. <laughs> he's the third guest on the podcast.
2: Well, there we go. This is what I'm talking about. Aim higher. Happy? Thank you. Uh, yes. <laughs> I had a run in with him. That was...
1: I am talking about my lawyer, Steve Martin. From, oh, uh, different Steve Martin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From Bayonne. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, I have his albums and I don't even have a turntable.
2: It doesn't matter. Just doesn't you matter. have the potential to play them.
1: One day. I just hold yeah. them like like Layla earmuff things.
2: Yes. I, so I said is Layla. Layla. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. But see, yeah. I knew what she meant. So I speak Sarah already. Look at oh that. My God, I love it. Um, we were, I was hiking with my friend Liz, uh, Fryman Canyon in Studio City. And we were heading up the mountain and I saw this guy coming towards me in a baseball cap and he had a tennis ball. and Are you getting choked up? A little bit. It might've been Runyon. Here's where my memory fails. It's either Runyon or Friedman. but he had a baseball cap and he had a tennis ball and he was throwing the tennis ball. The dog was fetching the ball and running back to him. And as he got closer, I realized that it was Steve Martin and I started to hyperventilate like (laughs) anyone would. (laughs) And I wish I could tell you I was joking, but I'm not, I'm not joking. I was like, I couldn't breathe and he gets past us and I turn to my friend Liz and I start vomiting his resume. What? I'm like, oh, he was at the jerk. And I start singing the thermos song. And I'm like talking about And I'm like, just I, like, it just kept coming out. Like it was everything. I'm mortified. So I am mortified I'm for you. Out, right? So she turns to me to basically say, I know who the fuck Steve Martin is. And she <laughs> turns to the left and she says to me instead, he's right behind us. He had turned around and he was right over my shoulder. (laughs) And I looked at him and I said, so clearly I love you. And he said, thank you. And then he walked faster than I've ever seen another man walk. (laughs) So the moral of the story is I have no cool around anybody that That I admire and love like that. I mean, totally fair. Just like any hopes of being like just a normal human being completely out the window.
1: I couldn't pronounce mannequin earlier because I was (laughs) talking to you. No,
2: no, you're hysterical. hysterical. I realize I
1: also had once a run in with Steve Martin. It was the last time I was in LA, which was this past January. Do you remember January? Yeah, me neither. Um, I got off the airplane and I had a rental car. What was it? Yeah, I had a rental car. And you get in the those those buses that bring you to the rental car places. Yeah. And I and I was sitting in, in the bus and several rows ahead of me was a man with that iconic white hair <gasps> and a funny little hat yeah. and same frame and everything. And I I went into a cold sweat. Because sure. I was like, holy shit, I'm in L.A. And and certainly all sorts of people are just wandering around just like this. And here's Steve Martin. And um, so I freaked out on the inside. And right. then the guy sort of turned a little bit to his left and it was just some dude.
2: Oh, that was such a downer. Because <laughs> I had this moment where I was like, Steve Martin rents cars. He gets on, <laughs> he gets on the Hertz bus. And then you just shattered.
1: I just ruined world. that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's
2: fine. It, we'll work through it. We'll work through it like we did the Oreos.
1: <laughs> uh, what are you doing for that? This will probably come out in January, but what will you do for I, the holidays?
2: I will celebrate the holidays in the privacy of my own home. We have been- um, <laughs>
1: Within been, these four walls.
2: Within these four walls, <laughs> the spirit of Christmas will come alive. <laughs> um, my parents, we've been quarantining with my parents. Oh. Yes. So we will be celebrating with the two of them.
1: That's lovely.
2: Yes, I will cook. So prior to this frickin' quarantine, I cooked one day a year. And that is not an exaggeration. I cooked on Christmas day. I've been cooking like three meals a day for the last nine months and I'm in hell. (laughs) But prior to that, I was only cooking one day a year on Christmas day. So Mm -hmm. I will be cooking again this year. What are you making? I'm cheating. I'm ordering Gino's East pizza. I'm making a salad. I said to my parents, I was like, okay, look, I've been cooking for nine months. We got to shut this down. I'm (laughs) tired. I just, just, when this is over, I'm going to just board up my kitchen and I'm never going to go in there again. That's going to be the room that was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You shall not
2: pass. Exactly. It's just, we're going to just set the kitchen on fire and leave it.
1: I ordered a, a, a carne asada burrito tonight, and I only ate mm-hmm. half of it because I was afraid of burping during our session.
2: Oh, well, that was very kind of you. You're welcome.
1: You're very Thank welcome. You.
2: So have you not been cooking?
1: Oh, I've been cooking working? my face off, um, but occasionally ordering. Yeah. And New York is now going uh, no more indoor dining as of Monday. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I were both like Let's order for some from somewhere local because yep. we love these to. places, you know?
2: You have to. You have to support the, the small little businesses so they'll be there when all of this is over. Amen. Yeah. What exactly. are you doing for Christmas?
1: I will be within these four walls. Summoning <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Christmas. Huzzah. <laughs> <Ebenezer>! <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll probably cook something. Normally we go to Rhode Island to be with my mom. And uh, that is not happening because Rhode Island is a cauldron of disease. They are leading the world right now with their infection. So that's just get your shit together, Rhode Island. It's really upsetting. It's very
2: upsetting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully my mom's okay and we just won't hang out with her this year. Right. Are Mm -hmm. you going to zoom
2: with her? Do something like that?
1: Yeah, we did that on Thanksgiving. We, uh, she loves Zoom so much that she <gasps> avoids it like the plague. Oh, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> Does she know how to use it? Because those are two different things. <laughs> oh, yes. My mom Hi. is the most technologically adept person oh, gosh. over the age of 60, over the age of 50 that I know. she She always has the phone. Oh. I'm always like two phones behind her.
2: I'm so and, envious of that, Sarah.
1: Yeah, for you oh. or for your parents?
2: I'm tech support. I made the mistake years ago of saying to my dad, Dad, if you got rid of the Blackberry and got an iPhone, I could actually help you.
1: What's a Blackberry?
2: It, it's, oh my, it was just like this old school, like smartphone. I know, I'm kidding. Which, I'm kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> but for the kids out there that are listening, it's, it was, yeah. <laughs> But I've turned into tech support. I spend so much time just helping them with their phones and with Zoom now and with the internet. And yeah, so I'm I'm very envious of you having a mother that's like on top of that.
1: She's awesome. She's yeah. super awesome. Um, she had a birthday recently and she's like, the only gift I, I wish for is for n- no Zooms.
0: <laughs>
1: I know the feeling. <laughs> Awkward, well, you know, like five or six, 10 people and you're like, only one person can talk at a time, really? It's it's, it's awkward.
2: It is awkward. And so Joe has like these, um, he's in this group called ACE, which is, uh, it's an honorary society for editors. Mm-hmm. They had their yearly meeting. And Joey said that it was like 100 editors in a Zoom call, and they were just kind of staring at each other. <laughs> Like, you can't talk to anyone. You're just kind of, you don't want to talk over anybody. You can't have a private conversation. You're just kind of staring at each other. Yeah, yeah. It's weird.
1: You can't make bad jokes because everyone will hear your terrible joke. Yeah, my company is going to have their Zoom party at some point next week. And oh, no. It'll be fine. But yeah, it'll be 100 people who are like, I'm waving, I'm waving at at a screen. I noticed you're, you're painting. Have you always I, painted? No, um, no, no,
2: no. So, uh, as I mentioned before, yoga is not my thing. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the walking, I was looking for something meditative, something mm-hmm. that I could just focus on and chill out with. And I signed up for a local watercolor class about two years ago and I loved it. So I've been doing it for about two years and it is so
1: good. Just two um, years.
2: Oh, you're, you're being very kind. It no, is. I was looking
1: at your stuff today and I'm like, I feel like this is kind of a new hobby, but I can't imagine it actually is.
2: It is a new hobby. And if you were to see the panic attacks that happened during the course of painting, because <laughs> what happened was I, I made the mistake of saying to people, Hey, can I paint your dog? Let me paint your dog. And then the idea of having to hand a painting to an individual and say, This is your dog <laughs> <laughs> that filled me with so much panic that um, it's, yeah, I have a love hate relationship with painting. I had to take a break for about a month because I just, it became overwhelming. But now I'm back to it. Now I'm, I'm back to painting puppies and landscapes and anything else I can
1: find. Your silhouettes were lovely.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Uh-huh. Those are my little too messy for me I have a bit of OCD so that was
1: sorry pushing well that was like pushing
2: myself out of my comfort zone do you know what I mean yeah like just like wait you paint too you did
1: some paintings in the park I did oh my gosh yes I did I I and I'm new at it just this this last several months and it was just more like I had all this leftover stuff from high school or junior high even that I somehow have held on to like one day I'm gonna be an artist and um (laughs) and I was sitting in the park and I'm like I could do that I could paint that. So I did. It's okay.
2: No, they were beautiful, Sarah. They were beautiful. You did, go was on. It was it watercolor?
1: I have, I have these Crayola colored pencils that when okay. you, I've used spit personally. Oh, when you wet them. You wet them and they become, yeah. okay, honestly, I've, I've used real water with like a little sponge, but but for mm-hmm. detailing, spit is... Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's it's easy too. You
2: don't have to reach for the glass. Here I am again, just gestures on a (laughs) podcast.
1: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, she's reaching for an imaginary glass. Oh, I saw something today that freaked me out that I know freaked you out as well. Your face on a clock.
2: Oh my gosh. Okay, for
1: for reference to the listener. (laughs) For reference to the listener, I, as I mentioned earlier, went through all your shit and (laughs) found someone had tweeted a wall clock that they had put your face on and had tagged you. Well, they, the
2: the person that tweeted me was not the one that did it. So let me be very clear about that. She had found it. Oh God. And just wanted to bring my attention to the clock and the magnet. And I, I didn't, I, my immediate response was no. Like, <laughs> just, you do not need my face on a clock. Like, <laughs> again, aim higher, right? It's just, I had no idea that was there. And it was a little bit like, and Do mean, you have like
1: a low-key fan base that's um, that's creepy? I, Clock-level creepy? I not, th- not that I know of,
2: but maybe. I don't know. I mean, I definitely had to mute people who ask me things that do you hear that
1: beeping um I don't know what you're talking about
2: oh my gosh so you don't or you do not if you do yes
1: I just heard the one that's oh you're on your um you're on your your mac and it's coming through on your mac I am but I have. and I know you have a mac because you helped me get a replacement computer this summer I did I (laughs) I bought I had an old computer on its very, very, very last legs. And I finally got around to getting a new laptop and it was a, it was a lemon. And I went through the ringer and it was the only time in my entire life that I've actually been like kind of a bitch to a corporation on the internet and used my little check mark for, and it got me nowhere until you came along and you said, write a letter to the CEO. Yes. And that is what, that is what worked. Well, that's my mom. No, it's all my mom. Well, thank your mom. Um, She, my
2: mother is the queen of letters. Anytime something goes wrong or a company doesn't respond with a customer service that she desires, she writes a letter.
1: Has she written to the government recently?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to suggest that. I'm going to suggest that. But she'll say to me, I'm going to write a letter. And I'll say things like, yeah, sure, mom, write a letter. Let me know how that goes. Right. And it
1: works every time. Every time? Because
2: I think what it is is she gets beyond the store level. Like it's not a store manager or somebody that's worried about numbers. Right. You get to like the head of the company or the CEO, the corporate, and they're like, oh, we want to, we want to make this better. Yeah. And the the funny part about it is I have told that story that I told you about that computer company and Mm. providing the CEO to numerous people. And that's great publicity that they can't afford it. true well they, they can afford it but you know what i mean <laughs> like it's free publicity <laughs> they can
1: maybe swing it i, I don't mean, they know can, i don't know yeah. <laughs> but that was the best advice and people i worked with were like ah, you're gonna write a letter silly goose yeah and then it worked i got a does. phone call i got a phone call from the the office of the ceo and they were like whoa interesting though they never said the words i'm sorry mm. and i think that's and when i would call tech support or whatever it's called yeah. never the words in and, and if you call any other any other company you have any right. kind of issue oh i'm so sorry ma'am i'm so sorry right. to hear that
2: i'm sorry for the inconvenience yes.
1: yeah i thought that was really interesting like that's got to be um like some a, a, sort a, of
2: a corporate policy maple policy yeah yeah but they fixed it they did so that's awesome
1: they did indeed
2: are you on it right now is that what you're looking Oh i
1: on? am hello <laughs> <laughs> hello there lady <laughs> If only they made a monitor that could fit into my small space that had a little camera so I could look at you dead on. Oh, but. yeah. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to New York City.
2: I love New York so much.
1: Come on over. Let's hang out in, in real life next, next year. <laughs> yeah,
2: <in> 2022. <laughs> I was watching the, um, the best of Broadway last night on television, and huh? I was just sitting on my couch crying because I'm like, oh, I miss going to shows. But yeah. New Do York- you
1: have a favorite show?
2: Oh, I love Once Upon a Mattress, and I love Into the Woods. I'm a big Sondheim fan. Just, yeah, I love musicals. I, I, anything with tap dancing, 42nd Street. Oh, come on.
1: Oh, you come on, Matt. The more I'm tap dancing, the better, Sarah. <laughs> do you know how to tap dance? I do. I do. I love it. Of course. Of course you do. You've been, you're, you've been a working actress your entire goddamn life. I have. I so have. you've probably never been a latchkey kid.
2: Oh, well, no, I haven't because. Okay, we my, can't use this
1: interview. This is I really just uncomfortable. Throw it
2: right out the window. Um, I wasn't a latchkey kid in the house, although my parents would often, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, they would open the door and they would say, go outside, come back when it's dark. Yes. So it was very much like you're on your own sort of thing. Good luck. And I did have a lot of independence. While I was on set, because, Mm -hmm. you know, that was back then, and the laws were less strict. So...
1: Are you an only child?
2: I am an only child. So am I. Shut the front door. Okay,
1: it's already shut.
2: Yeah, my mom used to say, if you do it right the first time, you don't have to do it again.
1: Oh, that's, my mom always says, you're the only kid I have that I know (laughs) of. Oh, God.
2: You're my favorite daughter. Wait, what?
1: <laughs> of whom I am aware.
2: Yes, <laughs> that's great. That's
1: great. Okay, let's go to. I don't want to take up a huge portion of your life.
2: What, like, what am I doing? <laughs>
1: like- I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I'm doing well, and I want to like and on a high going. note.
2: I got. I've got no plans other than to watch the prom later tonight. Talk,
1: talk to me about your competitive board game issues.
2: Oh boy. Oh boy. So I love board games so very much. Mm -hmm. And I love to win at board games so very much. Mm -hmm. And it got so bad at my friend Lisa's house that I was no longer allowed to use the taboo buzzer, you know, that taboo buzzer that because I would reinforce the buzzer with my own voice. So I would go, ah, (laughs) just because I wanted to be sure the person knew that they said the word on the card or a variation of it. Right. Um, yeah, I do love board games. We actually, speaking of the holidays, we have a very competitive Trivial Pursuit game every Christmas Eve, Boys Against Girls. Oh my God, I love this. I love Backgammon, uh, which is part of my Lebanese heritage. That was a very big game on my father's side of the family. So I Mm -hmm. love playing that game. I just, board games are great. Great. The only one I don't like is Monopoly because people get real shitty. It goes on for, And it
1: goes on forever.
2: Oh, it does. And even if you have like the house rules where you're like, you know, the free parking thing, or you can add as many houses as fit on the board, like you try and make it fun. It's still just
1: long and boring Cutthroat. and
2: shitty. Yeah.
1: I'm a big Clue girl.
2: Oh, yes.
1: But you can't p- play Clue with two people.
2: No, you it can't. It just doesn't
1: work. And I've been trying to like figure out a way where I can FaceTime in my mom that was um that was chicago for my mom mom. and um (laughs) and and somehow make her play make her play somehow like bring her into the game like put the cards in front of the where you can't see see them and then put them in the envelope or whatever however whatever and then um and then go from there but I haven't figured it out yet because I haven't really tried. Let's just be honest.
2: You could, I mean, there's got to be an online clue game. Like there are so many online board games right now. You should be able to find one.
1: Online, you say?
2: Yes, I know. Like the internet? Right. Yep. You've heard of dial-up? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I remember <laughs>
2: dial-up. Oh my God, the sound. The sound. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> you got mail. Yeah. Gosh. Um, but can we, if we're talking about clue, can we talk about the brilliance of the film clue? Sure. Oh, I love it so much. Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn flames coming out of the side of my head. You've never seen it. Is that what this face is? There have been so many moments during our conversation where I have
1: wanted to hang up. <laughs> this is one of them. It's not hang up. It's a leave button. <laughs> first leave, of all. Leave, leave <laughs> podcast. Okay. I saw it in high school and I remember it none.
2: You've got to see it again. It holds uh, up.
1: All right. You know, it might hey, be one of those things where when I was like 16 or whatever, I was like, yeah, har har. But now as a, as a grown ass woman, I might yeah. appreciate it more.
2: I think you would. I think you should watch it again.
1: Uh, okay. Okay. Again. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> do you, um do you keep up with any of the My So-Called Life people? I'm sure most of them are in LA. On social media, I I do. I saw you respond to a Wilson Cruz tweet earlier Uh, today, and I held my heart just thinking about the two of you still being friends so many years after. My sweet
2: Wilson. I love him so much. Yeah, so we talk a lot on Twitter sometimes and like direct messaging. Yeah, yeah. and on Facebook, I uh, keep in contact with Devin Adessa and AJ Langer. and
1: She's a countess now, isn't she? Yes. What is yes. that about? I
2: don't know, but I'm impressed. Like, <laughs> I, just, I mean, that's
1: how you do it. I mean, I mean that's how you do it. You and the to total careful. antithesis to, to Rayanne Graff.
2: Right. Which is just the beauty of it. Amen. Um, yeah. So I, those two, I keep track of on Facebook and Wilson on Twitter. And I talk to, Todd Holland a bit on Twitter who directed Life of Brian and Winnie Holzman and I will exchange emails on occasion it always happens whenever I do an interview about my so-called life I get like sentimental and I shoot her an email and just you know check in with her Yeah. yeah so a little bit here and there it's you know it's hard to when you're done with the show you know you just you you lose track you of You move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I went on tour a couple of years ago. I used to be Angela Lansbury's assistant. Oh and what? She... no, that's amazing. It's true. It's true. On and off for like 10 years. Wait a second. Oh my I'm gosh. supposed to be interviewing you. But no. we we went no, to such... we, we, we flipped. What's your favorite <laughs> Come <another> color? Way. <laughs> <laughs> Angela. She is wonderful. She is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And she did Driving Miss Daisy on stage in Australia in 2013. And she said, darling, would you like to come with me to Australia? (gasps) And so, of course. And it was the most magical. There we are with magical again. Right. Magical time. We were there (sighs) six months. And so many of those people have become very close friends. In fact, I had a birthday, as I mentioned, this week. And mm-hmm. the number of cards I got that were stamped with Australia on it, oh. just it, I love these people, but but it's true cool. the it's a huge it's a huge group crew, and you think oh yeah. I'm gonna be best friends with them forever, but you know everybody needs to move on with their lives and right. That's and, the
2: one good thing about social media is that you you can find you a way to keep in touch, know what they're up to. Yeah. exactly, exactly,
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, now it's time for yes. the lightning round. Hold the horn I gotta stop for a second to to you guys who are listening. a thank you. B um go to your phone for a second. do you see do you see that button that says subscribe? go ahead and go ahead and tap that. I'll wait. Awesome. thank you. okay. and see the stars see do you have those stars? if you could go ahead and just boop that fifth star. Cool. thanks so much. okay, back to the lightning round.
2: Oh gosh. all right.
1: All right, no pressure. Okay, I'm gonna say a thing. Yep. And then you say whatever comes back to you. And bear in mind this is latchkey kid related, so you just like dig into your youth or whatever, whatever comes, whatever comes. Got it. Okay, let's go. Cereal. Ooh, uh,
2: raisin squares.
1: Raisin squares. Yes. What is that? I used to eat
2: them right out of the box, so it was like a, a, a mini wheat with a raisin in there.
1: Is that some Chicago thing?
2: I don't think so.
1: Raisin squares? That's the name? Raisin of-
2: squares. They're, yeah, they're, they were like little, they were like mini-wheats and they had a raisin in there.
1: And a single raisin.
2: A single raisin. I mean, I, yeah, I never got a double raisin. It was always a single raisin. Yeah, raisin squares.
1: Get the gold ring of raisin squares.
2: <laughs> if you got a raisin square with two raisins, they made, but no, it was mostly just one.
1: Never heard of it. That's crazy.
2: I don't even know if they're still out there right now.
1: I don't think it's a real thing.
2: I'm going to go down the rabbit hole on that. It is a real thing.
1: You're an actress. Oh my gosh! I'm totally going to tweet you a photo of the box when this is over. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Okay, cartoon.
2: Oh, the Smurfs. Yes. Did you have a favorite Smurf? Smurfette. I mean, come on. I mean, I loved little pumps, like little kitten heels you know, right but not like I, I'm horrible in heel heels but like the little bitty heels I loved those and I wore those through most of my childhood regardless of what I was doing I I would play sports in school but I would only play goalie if we played soccer because I could still wear my pumps like it was that serious and I I blame Smurfette because you know she had so much style
1: wow <laughs> gee whiz A couple of Halloweens ago, and by a couple, I mean like 15 Halloweens ago, one of my closest friends went as Vanity Smurf.
2: Oh, that's strong.
1: And he is so fit, my friend Richard. He is so fit that every year he just paints his body whatever color the the character is. So I painted his body blue and he had made his own, you know, Smurf hat. Yeah. And he just walked around with a mirror and then white underwear on. (laughs) Oh, that's
2: so good it's so good but see here's here's my issue with that though it's october wasn't he freezing or is he just so like manly man like
1: he um he he has maybe like two percent body fat if that Mm -hmm. and i i I don't know if this is true or not but i have a theory that if you're if you're a lot of muscle maybe you're better insulated i don't know i'm not a doctor
2: oh that's a good theory because
1: i'm cold all the time and i think it's because i i have no muscle on this terrible
2: i don't either (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was an incredible costume and uh i will send you a picture of it so you can see please
2: do i would love to see that
1: okay next live action show
2: oh laverne and shirley
1: uh Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, gosh, I love that show so much. I had my mom sew so little S's on all my sweaters. Really? Because I wanted to be Laverne. But see, I crossed over between the two characters. I, I did like the Pepsi and milk thing. And oh God, I love that show so much. <laughs> so much.
1: At home hijinks. Oh, at
2: home hijinks. Gosh, okay. So, uh our house back in Warrenville, Illinois, was always the sleepover house. We had this. You were the. Big, cool I don't know about that. We had this big downtown. It's probably because my parents, specifically my mom, was a little bit more lenient. She loves kind of do whatever. So we had this big downstairs area where we would all throw our sleeping bags and have parties. And whoever fell asleep first at the sleepover always would be got murdered. their bra frozen. Uh- <laughs> So How would, old were you? Oh, this went up until college. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start wearing a bra until I was like 15. <laughs> oh, it was like, I mean, it was like, yeah, it was, it was a long time.
1: But, would you yeah. dip the bra in water? Oh, yes. And then, oh, okay, it, okay. and then you'd throw it in the
2: freezer. Yes. And what would happen is whoever fell asleep first would wake up the next morning and not have a bra to put on to go home because their bra was frozen. And then, right. You know,
1: yeah Oh, the shame. The shame, Good the walk God. of shame from the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Collections. Oh, Barbie,
2: Barbie, yeah. Barbie. I had so many Barbies, so many Barbies. I loved Barbie dolls. And actually the way that I learned there was no Santa Claus would be, was because of the Barbie Ch-ch-ch-ch. dream
1: home. This is a Christmas episode. Oh, wow, this is wrap. the diehard of latchkey kids.
2: Oh no. Oh. Cut that out. Cut that out. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Barbie. I loved her so much. Wait. That bitch. That bitch had everything. She really did. She did. I mean, I had the dream house. I had the Corvette. I had, I had the, the Corvette. The workout. Did you have the workout? Room? I did. I and it's still in my
1: mom's basement.
2: I so my parents moved out to Los Angeles from Chicago about three years ago, and I had them bring out my Barbie dream house. And my whole Barbie dream house with all the furniture is in my closet right now. And I'm not gonna lie, there were moments during quarantine where I was like maybe I play with Barbies again. (laughs) Maybe this is just what I do.
1: (laughs) And your husband's like, I'm going out for a pack of cigarettes.
2: Oh, he just, he rolls with it. I, (laughs) I I was, I get these moments where like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm painting the kitchen. So I woke up a couple months ago and I had that thought, I'm painting the kitchen. And he walked in, he looked at the situation and he went, you're painting. And he walked back out and was like, this is why we're married. (laughs) Like, it was just like, okay, this is what we're doing. You're painting. (laughs) He would have had a similar reaction to the Barbies. I'm certain.
1: I love that. Just pure acceptance. Yep. Did you have, I don't know the real name of it. I think it was actually magic movement Barbie, but I called it all by herself movement Barbie because that's what the commercial was. But she, she had a little switch in her back and her arms. (gasps) Yes, I did have that one. I
2: did have that one. Did you have the one with the curling iron? No. Where
1: there was like
2: little pieces of wire in her hair and you could no. use it to curl her hair?
1: I bet she meant a lot to you given given your hair.
2: She did. I used to, um, <laughs> so I used to fancy myself a stylist,
1: mm-hmm. which is kind mm-hmm.
2: of ironic because now I cut my own hair, but I used to cut and color my Barbie's hair. And years ago, my mother was watching Antique Roadshow and she saw a Barbie worth a crap load of money on Antique Roadshow. And she said, my daughter had that Barbie. So she calls me, she's like, you have this Barbie, it's worth thousands of dollars. I'm gonna go down in the basement and I'm gonna find her. Well, she went down in the basement and found her and her hair was all cut off and mm-hmm. dyed blue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you use Kool-Aid? No, I used to mix moisturizer And either eyeshadow, if I wanted a blue-purple tone, or lipstick, if I wanted a red-orange tone, and I would put that in their hair. Yeah. So I I ruined a very valuable Barbie.
1: That sounds very tidy.
2: Yeah. I've got those. I'm OCD adjacent,
1: Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Candy.
2: Candy. Oof, that's a hard one. I just love candy so much. My first instinct was good and plenties. Good and plenty. Good and plenty. Good and plenty. licorice don't make that face you don't like oh my gosh black licorice my second favorite you're gonna make that face too is candy corn I guess I like the two unpopular
1: you like you like savage candy yeah you like some old school teeth cracking candy
2: it's so bad I actually have the good and plenty train set that's how far down that one I went really it's it's true yeah do
1: you do you have it like rounded the Christmas tree right now I don't because
2: I'm scared her puppy is going to like <laughs> destroy <laughs> to ride the train. It. I mean, as it is, he's already going through Christmas gifts, trying to find his. So I had to keep it under wrap.
1: Um, band.
2: Band. Oh, my girls. Can I say three? I don't know if it's a band, but it's Dang like it. Pat Benatar, Cindy Lauper and Madonna. The three girls.
1: Yes. 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 All and day yes. Long. Um, video game. Mm. Oh,
2: gosh. I played so many when I was a kid. I had the Smurf video game. I had Jungle Hunt. I had- Smurf video game. Obviously. I feel like that's,
1: that's your jam across the board.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really good. I loved video games. I'm old enough where I had Pong.
1: We had I Pong lost... in elementary school.
2: Oh, God. Oh, I loved it so much. And then I had in college. It, it Oh, in college, I, I lost three days of my life to Mist.
1: <gasps> I remember. Missed. Yeah. Yeah. On the old CD ROM.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had the books and I was completely infatuated with that game for, for three days.
1: And then, <laughs> and then you realized it went nowhere and then you stopped playing. I finished it. Oh, I did. Well, I had, had different experiences.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My friend, right. My friend, rich in college, who was much smarter than me helped me solve it. So yeah. Oh, video games are good. They're addictive though. Like I can't have a console in my house because I would never leave, although not like I'm leaving now, but it's just, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I get really obsessed.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Final, final question of the lightning round. Okay. That wasn't really
2: lightning though. I feel like I've been taking my time.
1: No, I think, I think I need to rebrand this segment. We'll get back to it. Okay. (laughs) Slow rolling thunder round. Okay. I like it. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Um, dress up or makeup. I would play dress up, but then I would also play makeup. I am. I say would like it was past tense. Like
2: Right. Wood. Yeah. I'm, I'm crap with makeup, like really bad. Um, Kelly, my friend that I mentioned before, actually, had to go to Mac with me and they have these faces um, that you can, and she did a little hit by numbers, right? She was like, okay, you put this color on these, this area and this color here. I'm crap with makeup. So it was always dress up, always dress up.
1: Do, uh, Do you do Halloween?
2: I have hopes and dreams and ideas for Halloween in July. And then come October, October, I'm just like screw it. I'm too tired. And then I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: For so my entire, year, oh, oh no, you go.
2: For your entire,
1: my entire adult life. I've always wanted to be the diva from fifth element.
2: Oh, that's good.
1: And that's, that sounds like a lot of work. It's involved, but it's like going back to my friend, Richard, who does the incredible paint his body thing. Right. He'd he'd be a big help somehow.
2: I think that's a great idea,
1: but I, I need like, like foam head piece something. Yeah. It's a lot. It's I mean, a lot it's A
2: lot of work. My yeah. my favorite Halloween costume that I've done is I did the morning after prom where I wore my prom dress and I smudged my makeup and I had, we're going to get crude here for a second. I'm ready. I had my panties in my purse mm-hmm. and a condom stuck to my butt. Fabulous. I was carrying around an empty Champagne bottle, and I had my hair like bedhead, and mm-hmm. it was the best costume because the worse it got, because you know how with Halloween costumes they get a little bit course of like a couple hours. Like it just, you look great when you walk out the door, and then it slides downhill. <laughs> you get so, sweaty. Yeah, but with that costume, it got better as time mm-hmm. went on.
1: That is a lesson for all of us. There it is. Thank, thank you. Thank no, you. I were- feel like we
2: just went like talk radio there
1: for a second. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Oh, really good. Really good. Yeah, good. Um, um, are you ready to be a part of Latchkey Drama Club? Oh, I didn't know there was a club. Do I get a jacket? Oh, what I'm sending a you a jacket.
2: A pin or a patch. A patch. Like
1: You need should... a patch for your show.
2: Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Or just just to put on my jean jacket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Done. Again, working title, Latchkey Drama Club, wherein the guest has to perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song, or in this case, I'm told, and just surprise me when you do it, because I've decided, like, I I, want to have fun, too. Right. You should be able to have fun. Thank you. Thank you, Senta. You're welcome. Uh, So whenever you're ready, go ahead and deliver your dramatic reading. This is Senta Moses. I don't want to grow up.
2: a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They've got the best for so much less. (laughs) You will really flip your lid. From bikes to trains to video games. It is the biggest toy store there is. I don't want to grow up because if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. That was it. I had to use my script though. I'm not off the book.
1: Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. That was the most fabulous. Thank you. That's the jingle from my childhood. And mine.
2: Oh, so good. That store.
1: Thank you. I, I I have chills. (laughs) <laughs> I'm picturing you like alone in the Toys R Us, just looking oh, up. at all the At all the, the Barbie Barbies. wall,
2: yeah, just the Barbie wall. That was my happy place. My happy place now is Lowe's, but that's
1: a different country. mine too. I love it there. They all closed down in the city about a year ago. It was real sad. Wait, what? We had like- we had a handful of Lowe's for about two years, and they they had great plants, just great potted plants. So silly. Right, but where and did they, they go? And then they got it they sent an email out and they're like, Dear Sarah, we regret to inform you we're closing down all of our locations in Manhattan. Goodbye. I don't understand. Like, don't people improve their home in in New York? No, we live in Squalor. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now now I understand.
1: We have Home Depot.
2: Well, if you come out to LA, I'll take you to Lowe's. Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> they know me there. <laughs> <laughs> specifically in the paint
1: department <laughs> oh my gosh thank you for being on the show thank you for having
2: me this has been so fun and it's it's fun to see you in person see your sweet face in person that's this one yeah that one keep that one I will and you too <laughs> okay. well when this happens will you send me a link so I can... No. oh come on you know you want to
1: <laughs> I will send you, I will send you all the things, including all frosting things. in an envelope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'll be sending you a picture of raisin squares because excellent,
1: excellent. there
2: is proof out there. Yeah. But this so. is fun though, because you're allowing the guests to sort of, like when you asked about a theme song or a jingle, I went back to my childhood, like it, probably the latchkey thing. You'd like, yeah, I'm not going to do a current one, but it was like, let's just go back to my childhood. What was the jingle that was always around? Or that Yeah. Theme- I almost did Laverne and Shirley, but I was really scared that I would mispronounce like shemizel, shemizel, Shem- and then there would be tweets. So
1: <laughs> I'm a I so response. scared of the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm going to let you go. I, I, I love thank you. you. Thank you I so much.
2: You. Thank you for having me. And it, once this is over, if you're ever here, we'll hang. If I'm ever there, we'll hang.
1: I would love that. I would absolutely love that. that it would, would be so fun. fun. I'll see, I'll see you on the Twitter. Yeah, you will. Stay safe, please. And you too. To my fellow Latchkey kids, thanks for hanging out with us. Here's me playing it cool like she didn't just invite me to hang out with her at Lowe's in Los Angeles sometime. You can follow her on Twitter at Santa Moses SentaMosesMiken. Relive the magic of ugh, magic. Relive the magic. Hey, let's go with it. Of my so-called life at ABC.com. Seriously. Check out her web series Badge of a Quitter on YouTube and rewatch Home Alone. It's great. Until next time, I'm Sarah Sweeney. Okay, why do people end radio shows like that? so awkward. Latchkey Kids is produced by Night Shift Radio, a modern media company specializing in creating and cultivating original podcasts. Our director of content is Michael Fite, which is most definitely not his real name. Our director of operations is Caleb Coy. Kitsy is our director of production with design help from Debbie Bostwick. Find me, Sarah Sweeney, on Twitter at Sweeney.